This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. And welcome back, Real Presence Live listeners. Nick Medelsky, Melissa Scaccio here at St. James Coffee in Rock and Roll Rochester. A beautiful Tuesday morning. Wonderful to be with you on air. Just had a great conversation with Zach Rawson from Pox Christie across the street about uh, young adult ministry and family ministry and all those wonderful things. And uh, now we're going to kind of move along to our final interview of the morning uh, with Steve Dyke, who is the president of the board of directors for an organization called Seeds of Wisdom in South Sudan. Welcome, Steve. Thanks, Nick. Great to be here. (laughs) Could you uh, tell our listeners a little bit about who you are? Um, sure. I'm parishioner at St. John, the Co-Cathedral of St. John the Evangelist here. I've been in Rochester for about 25 years now. Uh, my wife and I have six kids and, uh, active with our church and, um, I don't know what else to say. What do you do for a living? I don't even know this because I know your, your your daughter and my daughter are like best friends. And I'm like, Greta, what does your dad do? She's like, I don't know how to explain it, which means I don't know what my dad does really. So what do you actually do for a living uh, besides be president of Seeds of Faith or Seeds of Wisdom? I have a, a, a daytime job where I work at Mayo Clinic for an engineering group where we make unique devices for engineering devices for internal use at Mayo Clinic. Which would be why she has no idea what you actually do for a living. See, this makes sense. Yes. <laughs> and my wife is a teacher, so it's you know it just kind of works well for us to be involved in certain activities around teaching and when yeah. developing the school. So, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, um, the end of that South Sudan. I think a lot of people don't necessarily know a where South Sudan is. Sure. B is it a region? Is it a country? What is it? So, could you fill our listeners a little sure. bit about that, and we'll kind of move on into okay. We got the country down. Now, where's <laughs> what are we doing there and, and that sort of thing? So maybe start out there. Sure. South Sudan is actually the newest country on the planet. It was like wow. it became an independent country, independent of independent of Sudan in 2012. Wow. Um, a lot of history there. Um, the the country of Sudan. What's the country of Sudan? Is mostly Muslim now, and the area that was called Southern Sudan was. Um, about half Catholic and about half non-religious, animist. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Non, Non-Muslim. Um, and there was just a lot of discontent between Sudan mm. and southern area of Sudan. And the United States helped broker a, 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 an agreement that they would allow them to secede, vote for secession in 2012, and that came to pass. And there was huge celebration. Um, and they all voted like 90-some percent to secede, and they became their own country in 2012. Oh, that's fascinating. Oh. I, didn't, I, I didn't even realize it was a country for sure. Yeah. Like, and like, no. yeah, well, yeah, I just thought it was an area. So thank you for clarifying that. So now we know about South Sudan, yeah. and we're sitting in Rochester, and the <laughs> co-cathedrals involved with South Sudan. How did that happen? So that's a pretty crazy story. Uh, probably around 20 years ago, our pastor at St. John's, uh, Father Jerry Mann, mm-hmm. was traveling on the East Coast and happened to meet a refugee from South Sudan. Wow. Um, who's a priest, Father John Lasuba. Okay, yeah. Who many of your listeners may recognize the name of. Right. Um, but Father Mann, through a lot of uh, discussions, and, uh, discussions and arm twistings, where it was able to bring him to become uh, an associate priest for the co-cathedral for, I don't know, 12, 14 years. Wow. 
Um, uh, he's left now. He's uh, the pastor for the Catholic churches in Byron and Casson at this point for the last four or five years now. Um, but he was an associate priest for our, our co-cathedral for, you know, I think, about around 14 years. Wow. That's, I didn't know that he brought him in. That's fascinating because I know Father John. I, I just I didn't know how he came to I, East Coast. Like where, where yeah, was he I'm on the sure East Coast? I'm not sure what the deal was. He was looking for a <laughs> parish. He was looking for a host. And oh, because he probably came here. He was a refugee and he needed to. So he was oh, already no. a priest in South Sudan yeah, he still and then came as a refugee. formally reports to his priest. He's, his vow of obedience is to his bishop in Juba, oh, South okay. Sudan. So we kind of borrow him. Yes. Oh, that's fascinating. Wow, oh. very interesting. You just never know about people. Like, I've known Father him a long John's, time. I had no idea. Father John's got an amazing story. He's a quiet, gentle, beautiful priest, an amazing man. Um, oh, wow. Fantastic. So um, you mentioned a lot of the, uh, you know, there's a lot of history there in Sudan and South Sudan and a lot of, um, there's several civil wars, I believe, in the, the second part of the 20th century there, you know, as they've struggled with each other yes. um, and all of that. Um, specifically, though, the organization at the Coke Cathedral sure. focuses on education. Right. Now, with all of the other things going on there, right, in South Sudan, a, a brand new country, all the other things that are going on, why is education something that's important to focus in on? Well, let me back up just one more step. The yeah. uh, we af- After the parishioners at St. John's got to know Father John, um, there was a group of parishioners that got together and you know, met with him and said, you're here, you've served us for this long. What can we do? You know, there's a connection here. There's there's some reason. There's something here. So, it was pretty beautiful. Uh, a small group of parishioners came together and created the nonprofit, which we call now Seeds of Wisdom. That's in partnership with the Co Cathedral, hmm. um, an independent par- uh, nonprofit. But our most of our board, or half or so of our board members, are, are members of St. John's. We we are a part of that of, of St. John's, um, and. So the green, the, the the where they settled after many talks, lots of discussions, was that we could build a school in Father John's home village. Hmm. So Saint John the Evangelist, Pakuka, South Sudan, oh wow, was built Aww. and opened in 2015. Wow! So we have a facility in South Sudan. We had uh, we taught there for two years. Um, we had almost well, we had over 300 students. Um, it's it's a rural area, and kids just were walking and showing up. I mean, it's just crazy wow. in a small village where there was really no opportunity for education. I so mean, if the school wasn't there, there would be no school for the kids to go to? Correct. Oh, Some wow. of the wealthier families could have sent kids further away, but it was, you know, it was probably five miles to the next school. There was one other, there was one other um, religious school a, a mile away, but it was pretty small. Um, but... Yeah, there's just a, a lot of kids that were from this area looking for education. In 2016, about two years after we opened, late 2016, um, some of the violence that you mentioned in South Sudan, they just can't figure out how to really come together as a country. Hmm. They're more local, localized around right. their local areas, their tribes, their their peoples, and that's more important and than the, the country as a whole, even though there was this huge celebration in 2012 as being a country, but that was mainly to be separate from right. from Sudan. Right. So there is still this, the, um, 
idea that they they support their local and aren't looking out quite so much for the broader view of mm. their country. And, and that has a lot to do with lack of education. That has a lot to do with lack of jobs, a lot of um, lack of intermixing between the different groups and so forth. So we believe that education is the key to really helping them in the future. It's, it's a very undeveloped country. Um, so what can education bring? It can bring a worldly view. It can bring opportunity. It can bring the whole country starting to learn more about each other and how we're better as a whole than as these individual groups. So what does, like, do we supply, not we, like, I'm now part of this, like, does does the organization help recruit the teachers? Are they local? Or, like, how does yeah. that work? Good question. Um, all of our teachers are either South Sudanese or Ugandan citizens. Mm. So, they, and they the, in the for the two years we taught at the school, Saint John the Evangelist School in Pakuka, um, they were all local South Sudanese or Ugandan citizens. And um, our, our, a hired administrator that we found from Uganda as well. Uganda's a little more economically developed, so there are more educated teachers. Gotcha. Uh, and so forth that we could pull from that area. But our goal was to hire South Sudanese, but it was just not always possible. There were better trained teachers, more of them in Uganda as well. So then what does it look like? Do, you, do the kids have to pay any kind of tuition? Because I know like that happens in countries where education is not public. Right. Um, so do they all get to attend for free? Like, are there uniforms? Like, I'm all very logistical. So person, in our school... So I have lots of questions. No, so. in our school, um, we provided <coughs> uniforms and we covered the tuition. Oh, wow. Uh, we'd started talking about how to get the parents involved, um, but there was really very little means to... To provide money for the, I mean, they're much on a farming type of rural uh, economic, so a lot yeah. of trading, you know, go into the market and buy a few things, but very self-sufficient in, in that area of South Sudan. Wow. So uh, we can continue. The, the story goes at that point, very interestingly, in 2016 and 2017, um, the conflict war spread into this area, and all of our families you know, had to leave. Oh, wow. So they all left the refugee camps. Wow. And they are all in, in Uganda. Uh -huh. And for a number of months, we didn't know what we, you know, we thought we may be done. We mm -hmm. thought oh, wow. we might be waiting. And yeah. it could be waiting a long time. But our the one administrator that we've got hired, his name is George Okidi. Um, he's an amazing man. He's, he's a resident of Uganda. Um, and he brought our vehicle that was labeled with Seeds of Wisdom and with St. John's School, and he parked it by in the refugee camps by the water points and by the places they were distributing food. And people would self-identify and come over and talk with him and say, oh, you're here, what's going on? Uh. And he found our families. Oh. Wow. So there is a, a goal as... There's a goal as they settle into refugee camps to keep families from or keep people from a certain region right. close yeah. together within the refugee camps. Mm -hmm. So as soon as as soon as George found one, they connected. There were a bunch of people in certain areas. So we found a number of places where most of our families from the Pakuka area oh, wow. were settled in refugee camps. So we chased them. We tracked them, <laughs> tracked down. them down. We have now. We are now educating to almost 250, 237 ish. It goes up and down a little bit as as 
times go on. So they're still in the refugee camps? They're so not they're back still... at the school? Oh, my gosh, that is so cool. So we are now educated. We, we found our teachers. Wow. We found our students. Wow. And a, a big lesson to me was ye, the school we built in Pakuka is still there. They're still proud of it. There are still people hiding there. Um, it's been... It's been maintained pretty well by the locals because they want this to come back. To come back. Yeah. Oh, wow. And they're very, very proud of it. But we have had, we've, we've learned that that's not, that facility is not what it takes to educate and still have a, a Catholic influence on these students. So we are educating 237 kids right now. Without in, a school. Without a school building. <laughs> oh, we're, we found the first ones we found, we sent them to boarding schools. But oh, then we okay. realized we couldn't sustain that. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we have a few kids in in boarding schools in Uganda, but the rest we've just started teaching points right in the refugee camps. Wow. And they're, you know, the classic statement of learning under the mango tree. Wow. Wow. Learning in the shade of, of huts, of mango trees, of, you know, wherever. And we've built a small hut on the on land of some uh-huh. of our teachers, and they're they're sponsoring a a, a, a teacher to live at some of the st- students' parents, and uh, we yeah that's where we've been. You teaching. just make do like that is that is so great. You know, it's it's like the the building is not the institution like the right. like it's actually the people that Absolutely. that keep it alive. Oh, that's so cool. So fascinating, so fascinating. Can't wait to find out more. Uh, we'll have to wait for a few minutes though, because we got to go to a break right now. But uh, if you're listening, Nick Medelsky, Melissa Scaccio with uh, Steve Dyke uh, from the uh, Seeds of Wisdom in South Sudan, uh, talking about the wonderful uh, work they're able to sponsor there. So stay tuned on Real Presence Live. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. The very day that uh, I was appointed as bishop, uh, I came over to the studio and, and uh, had an interview with you, and, and so that was my first introduction to the real presence. It's been it's been part of my life as a bishop from the very beginning. And I felt, you know, from that very very first time that uh, we talked uh, on the air, I, I felt like I already was being introduced to the faithful of our diocese and to this whole area, which which is a great thing because you know one of the the challenges for a new bishop, an old bishop, any bishop is to um, have contact with his people and to be a part of their lives in some way. And Real Presence Radio, from the first day, has helped me to do that. I really feel like I have a way to to reach the lives of our Catholic faithful and others as well who just happen to be listening. And and that's a real blessing because in a diocese as large as ours, area-wise, it's it's hard to get around to every place. And um, I traveled all the parishes as much as I can, and and yet this is a way that I can reach people that otherwise perhaps I wouldn't be able to visit with. And they get a chance to hear what's on my mind, and, and uh, through different events that I've participated in on the air, I've heard some of their questions too, which has been a lot of fun. So it's it really is a blessing to me. I, I feel very fortunate that this this network is so alive and so vibrant in, in our diocese and really in this whole Northern Plains area. It's wonderful. 
The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings, and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street in the new Diocesan Building or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live this morning, broadcasting out of one of my favorite places in the world, not just because I work here. I'd be here anyways, even if this wasn't my job, St. James Coffee in the lovely Rochester, Minnesota. Melissa Scatio and Nick Medelsky um, here this morning uh, for our last segment with uh, Steve Dyke, who is the president of the board of directors of Seeds of Wisdom. I always want to say Seeds of Faith, but that's something different. That's something very different in the diocese. And um, Steve, if you could just share with us kind of why you got involved with this ministry like you know there's always some cool story some cool connection so if you'd like to share that that would yeah. be great one of our children is adopted from ethiopia so it just seemed when there was an opportunity to get involved with education in africa it just was something that we were very curious about hmm. and um actually have had the opportunity to bring our entire family wow um and live in south sudan for a bit as the school opened you lived there Four months. Oh my gosh! Wow! Wow! Like yeah, during the summer, like when there's no school, or how did that work? Second semester of school, my wife homeschooled for the the kids, and we oh, lived wow. there and helped open the school for wow in 2015. What an incredible and, opportunity! I've never been to Africa. Been so. back to Uganda with the family. To <laughs> one of our kids got to come back about three years ago to school, and you know when people ask them where they spent their their spring break, they were able to say, in, in a refugee camp in Africa. <laughs> <laughs> well, an opportunity to see how people have to live. and like, like- it's, it's, purely, it's truly amazing. It, uh, the influence on our family is, you know, it, it, what you compare your life to, because we in the U.S. are much different than, you know, what, 90% of the world and how we are accustomed to living. And right. to understand how the rest of the world lives and really have that experience is truly a blessing and a is amazing. It's the perspective that must give, like, because I can say they're in a refugee camp. I have zero idea what that actually looks like. I just know that it's probably not right. good. Yeah. But, yeah. oh, wow, like, how lucky you guys have been, how blessed to be able to even facilitate that with family life and the kids. So, and So this is really a personal mission for us. I mean, we do have opportunities to send some board members occasionally, to the area to really, you know, to understand and have eyes on and to, to, to visualize and really understand the situation and how we can impact it. Um, but so we've had a number of board members that have been into, in, into the refugee camps or at the school. Um, not at the school since it's closed, but so it's really a blessing. Oh, wow. That is, that is so incredible. Um, and like, how did COVID affect um, how did how did COVID kind of affect like the, the mission? Because I know there was a danger of it kind of, but besides the fact that the refugee camps were happening, like how did that work? Yeah, Uganda was hit by COVID. Um, the scare, it didn't seem to affect their daily life as much as it did in the U.S. And mm-hmm. There's been a number of studies about that in Africa. I, I, but it's not really, 
seen as a significant imp- issue for them at this point. Mm. The, the schools were required to shut down for about a half a year and you know, two years ago. So we were, we had to stop teaching for months on end. And mm. then our schools were, you know, a little less visible. So the kids were still showing up to teaching points and, you know, school may not have been on, but I tell you, these kids just absolutely, these families, these kids just want this mm. education. So they, they just showed up when they could. And, you know, so we heard it was still going on. We do have a number of kids in boarding schools that we're sponsoring as well. And those were formally shut down for the for mm. months on end and, you know, for most of the year of what was a 2019. Um, unfortunate. And they're still catching up. Oh, and now there's a benefit dinner coming up. This is, is why we're here today. This is very exciting. This is the big plug. Yes, the big plug. So go ahead and, and share whatever yeah. you'd like to say about that. So we do have, obviously, expenses. We pay our administrator. We have some transportation issues. We've got a, issues of costs. We, ha- we run a vehicle. Um, we have for the, we've been operating for, what, eight years? This is our eighth year now. We've got kids in high school, what they call secondary school, but we've got 18 kids in high school, and we our teachers aren't qualified to teach that, so we do oh. have to send all of them to boarding school. Gotcha. So there's boarding school expenses, there's teaching, teacher expenses, our administrator, and we run a, a once a year we do a main fundraiser, and this year we're doing a benefit dinner at the Co-Cathedral St. John's, Sunday, September 25th, start right after the 5 o'clock mass at St. John's on Sunday night, so about 6 o'clock. And we'll have a nice soup and salad dinner, and uh, we'll have a live auction. We'll have a silent auction. There'll be a bunch of information about the students, lots of stories, lots of pictures, a lot of success. These kids just really have done well, um, exceeded our imagination. One of our students that was with our school when it started transitioned through high school and tested, um, was the top student tester in, in this boarding school, and he ended up getting free tuition to go to a, a top school in Kampala in the capital wow. of Uganda. So he left our system because he's got a full tuition scholarship wow. because Aww. they said, this kid needs to wow. be taken care of. So that was that was amazing. A big um, success story. Yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll have information about our students and everything, and we'll talk about talk about everything going on all the different programs and and how important it is for us to to have to find some funders and some donors to to keep the mission going yeah what a great cause like that's you know and it's, it's not it's not like here but it is ama- an amazing thing to extend out and we're supposed to take care of everybody um, yeah absolutely help support people and some of the like here at st james coffee we will have a preview of the silent auction items yes. they will we will have a table where those are set out beforehand um so you can come if you're in the area you could come in and actually physically check those out before the actual auction so you can see um a sampling of what they're going to have there so that is any way we can help you guys i'm always happy to help We'd out love to get some donations for live auction items still if anybody's interested and in, you know has a a sporting event or a or a weekend getaway or something like that that they could <clears throat> that they'd be willing to donate that would be amazing awesome yeah so if you want to help out with anything like that instead yeah would just let us know or um how can people find out about seeds of wisdom in general or maybe find out about how have they, a, they can donate we have a website sow south sudan so south sudan.org um otherwise our we're partnered with saint john the evangelist uh, co-cathedral saint john the evangelist and that's where our tickets are for sale after masses uh, at that church we'll be selling tickets most after masses now through september um 
Otherwise, track down a board member, track me down, look at our websites, send a, uh, an email and say you want to be involved or find out more, and we'll be in touch. Awesome. And what's, that, uh, what's the website address one more time? It's no spaces, no punctuation, S-O-W South Sudan. And it, wasn't, it wasn't until you said, said that that I understood, finally got that Seeds of Wisdom is so, like, so perceived. Yeah, uh-huh. so exactly. That's, that's oh, that's nifty. brilliant. I just know. Oh, <laughs> you were ahead of All me. Right, you were right. ahead of me so on that. So I don't that. have to feel like I was only No, so don't feel dumb kids. because I just got it, too. That's <laughs> yeah. very crafty, very smart. <laughs> well, fantastic. We're going to send things up to Fabulous Fargo for a preview of tomorrow's show, and then we'll, we'll kind of finish up here. So take it away, Fargo. On the next Real Presence Live, Wednesday, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, Father Paul Rutten and Heather Carroll are your hosts, coming to you live from St. Mary's Parish in Sioux Falls. They will be talking with Don Wolf about how to safeguard our children during the digital stage. And join them for a straight talk segment hosted by Father Paul Rutten. All this and much more is coming on the next Real Presence Live, Wednesday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Back to you. And actually, I'll be headed up to Fargo tomorrow morning. Um, we're going to be doing a phone-a-thon for our upcoming fall live drive, September 14th through the 16th. And what we do before the start of the live drive, previous donors might know this, is we call anyone who gave last year and ask them if they'd like to. Be that much closer to our goal and that sort of thing. You know, a uh, of course, I hate to, you know, we've talked about so many different organizations that <laughs> need It's donations. like money, let's all ask for money today. But, <laughs> but the thing is, you know, everybody has their own, their own cause that yeah. they're devoted to. And, you know, whether that's Catholic Radio, whether that's education in South Sudan or Uganda, I guess, for the moment, right? Um, or it's uh, vocations, like we talked to Bill Lemire at the Labore Society. Um, or it's coffee, like I coffee talked about at, at the St. beginning. Coffee at St. James Coffee, yeah. exactly. So, I mean, there's, there's all different ways to to really support the church and the growth of the church and uh a lot of people it's just finding that 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 cause to get behind so like well yeah where their like, passion is like giving those opportunities and catholic radios where you find out about all those opportunities so you know but I really it's the heavy. root it's the root of everything yes <laughs> there you go um but not to lean too heavy into that uh thank you so much steve for joining us this thank morning you for telling us about that it's it's amazing amazing what you've been able to do and just that uh that really comparatively short amount of time um, and to be able to still continue that work despite a pandemic, despite, you know, uh, civil unrest and all those refugee camps and everything, still being able to, uh, to influence people's lives there and to help, uh, to help, help bring people together. It's, a it's like you can see the Holy Spirit working. It's like everything today. It's like, wow, it's just like literally the Holy Spirit. You can almost see his hand in things. And that is, oh, it's awesome. Yeah, it's exciting. Absolutely. Well, let's close our show by giving glory to God. Glory be to the Father, to the Son, to the Holy Spirit, Amen. as it was in the, the beginning, beginning, is now, now and, and ever shall be, world without, without end. end. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Have a wonderful day, everyone. We'll see you tomorrow morning for Real Presence Live, bright and early at 9 a.m. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. 
And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.